Take one. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to see you. At your house, what do you hear your mom and dad saying most often? Get off the couch. Come over and do the dishwasher. <laughs> oh, go clean your room. Oh, hurry up, hurry up. You need to do your laundry. I'm not warning you again. Be quiet. Why? Because we're really loud. Who took this? Who ate that? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? You're being disrupting. Yeah, like I need you to come down. Clean your room, do your chores. My dad says no. That's like all I hear. Okay. And which mom? mom says like, hurry up. What have you done productive today? To unload the dishwasher, to clean the table, to wash the dishes. Remember to bring your lacrosse stuff to lacrosse practice. Clean up your desk. How did you not find that? That was right there. What's the nicest thing somebody's ever said to you? I'm funny, and my teacher says I have a good imagination. Someone said I like a really nice personality, mm-hmm. and that I can be really respectful. Your smile's contagious. One of my friends said, like, you're the best person in the world. Really? How did that make you feel? Like somebody really cared about me. Yeah. My coach, I, I love him because yeah. even if we don't win or don't have a good mm-hmm. game, he'll be like, you guys did good. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell us what we did best and what we need to work on. I like hearing good things about myself from someone else. Yeah. Has anybody ever said anything that hurt your feelings? Um, you're so obnoxious. Really? All the time. I hear that maybe once a day. Those little comments stick with me all the time. Someone at my school said I wasn't good at, like, a certain sport we were doing for PE. It made me feel kind of sad and I should stop trying it. This kid said I was a waste of life. Oh, really? It's just no one's a waste of life, in my opinion. That's right. What's the very favorite thing your mom and dad have said to you? That they're proud of me. Yeah. They say you're going to do great things one day. I love when my uh, mom and dad like say I'm awesome and cool and like they love me. I like to hear like good job, well done, congratulations, stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's I love you. Really? I really like that. My mom says I'm special sometimes. Yeah. And my dad says I'm a really hard worker. Well, that must make you feel very valuable. It does. Mm-hmm. She says like I'm beautiful, smart, pretty and stuff. Yeah. Makes me feel nice and makes me feel more confident and positive. My mom always tells me that, like, I'm the most determined. So that's always stuck with me. Like, if I have a project, I just remember, like, I'm the most determined one. (laughs) If I actually want to get this done, I can do it. My dad tells me very frequently, and my mom mom tells me this a lot, too. I'm glad you are my son. Mm -hmm. I just love that. It's amazing, amazing the power of words. A lot of times we don't realize. A lot of times we just don't realize how powerful is the stuff that we can tell other people. And a lot of times, I don't know if you ever find yourself at a place where you wish you you can take back what you said. A lot of times we can say something without thinking. And we just say it because that's the way we feel at that moment. And we just let it out because that's the way we feel. And a lot of times we have this way of thinking that, you know, I just want to express myself. 
But we don't think about how are we expressing ourselves are going to hurt other people or are going to build up other people. Our words are powerful. Words spoken or written are powerful. Whether you like it or not, whether you think you're just expressing yourself or whatever you think you're doing, when you open your mouth or when you write something, you are using the most powerful thing that you have been given. Your mouth. That's what the Bible says. There's been so many times that I have, I wish I can just, can stuck my foot in my mouth. Say, man, why did I say that? And you either encourage or you hurt people. Soft words can be sung in a lullaby and put a baby, baby to sleep, Right? Or some words can be so excited words and will stir up a mob to violence. The same mouth is used for either or. Encouraging words will send armies marching into the face of death. What we say and how we say things makes a difference. How we say things, not just about ourselves, but about other people, makes a difference in life. We have enormous power in our words, much more than we realize most of the time. The Bible tells us that we have an enormous power. Every person in this place, every one of us, you have an incredible power to shape your perspective, to shape the perspective and even the destinies of people around you with your words. You have a power that you can choose to use today for evil or for good. Proverbs says in chapter 18, verse 21, that dead and life, watch what this proverb is saying, dead and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, dead or life, encouragement or discouragement, people you will, you, you will experience the consequence of your words, whether there is rewards or consequence. Depending the words that you use, that's the fruit that you will receive. If you use harsh, hard, mean words, that's the fruit you're going to receive. Don't expect anything different. But if you use loving words, do you use the proper words, you will receive the fruit of what you do, the way you speak, the way you talk to other people. If they are words of destruction, that's what you're going to receive, the fruit of destruction. If they are the words of encouragement, you will receive the words of encouragement, the fruit of encouragement. We have an enormous power in our words. And with, uh, what, did, what did Uncle Ben tell Spider-Man? With great power. Remember that movie? You never saw Spider-Man? Come on. Man, I got to encourage you with my words to watch Spider-Man now. My favorite hero since I was a kid. With great power comes great responsibility. With the power we have with our words we are also responsible how we use that power we can move masses of people for good or for bad with our words we have an enormous power 
And the Word of God calls us to be careful with the way we use our words. James chapter 1 verse 26, it says, If you claim to be religious, in other words, if you claim to be Christians, but you don't control your mouth, you don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself. So isn't this, isn't this pretty strong for us? Well, if, they, if I'm saying I'm a religious person, I'm a Christian, but I don't control what I say, I'm fooling myself, and your religion is worthless. In other words, if I have a habit of not caring for what and how I say things, then my religion is worthless. You might say, well, uh, we all make mistakes and sometimes, Pastor, we just say things that we really didn't mean it. And maybe you need to stop to think before you say it. And James says in chapter 3, verse 2, Indeed, he agrees with us. Yeah, we're not perfect. And indeed, we all make many mistakes, James says. For if we could control our tongues we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Can you imagine? If you can control what you say, if you can control the words that come out of your mouth, that means you can control a lot of other stuff in your life. The tongue is so powerful that if you can control it, then you can probably control every aspect of your life. That's powerful. And here's how James illustrates this. I just want to. I just want to go over this really quick before we get into the Proverbs verses, because Proverbs go even deeper than what James goes in. Here's how James illustrates the power of our words: when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. So, so or, or or take ships as an example, although. They are so large and are driven by strong wings. They are steered by the very smaller router. Wherever the pilot wants to go. So, so James saying, little bits lead big horses. This little thing can just make this big, huge, gigantic horse move wherever you want. This little bit leads a big horse. And this little rotor, a big, a, a big boat, can turn a big boat. Your little mouth can control your life. Your words, somebody once said, your words determine your world. Your communication shapes your direction. That's what James is saying here. Your communication shapes your life, and a lot of times the life of others do. So this is the most powerful part in our body. It will determine where you go in life. It turns a horse and it turns your life. It turns a ship, it turns a boat, and it turns your life. And in verse 5, James says, Likewise, the tongue, it's a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Your words determine your life. Your words determine the shape of your world. James continues saying, Consider what a, what a great forest it's set on fire by a small spark. Sometimes all we have to say is one thing. 
to make a big issue, to make a big deal. Something we don't say it right and it's misunderstood. And we're all guilty of that. At some point or another, we have done it. And that's why a lot of times we just got to be very careful how we express ourselves and how, how and who do we tell things to and how do we say it and when do we say it. Verse 6. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire. And is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed. Can you imagine? All these beasts have been tamed. And have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It, it, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Verse 9, it, go, it, it says, he, he finished saying this thought by saying, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with that, and, and with it we curse human beings. With, with our mouth we talk to people about Christ, and we praise God on Sunday morning, and we say, Hallelujah, glory to God. And with the same one we curse people when we get mad at them, and somebody cuts us off, it's you. And I'm showing you a different finger. But that's what we do. And a lot of times you get these stickers in your car that says Christian, or you get this little fish in your car, and you act like none. Like if you're not. And a lot of times we can come to church and we, we can feel good because we did our thing in church. But our words and how do we express ourselves about other people, how we talk about other people, and how we talk to other people says a lot about what's in our heart. With the tongue we praise the Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been created, who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. So we began a series in Proverbs last week, talking about being wise and having wisdom in our life. And one of the areas we really need to have wisdom in our lives, one of the areas we need to continue grow and we need to continue learning, that doesn't mean we're perfect. James just said it. Whoever, if you think you're perfect, you're not. If you're perfect, you would have to be able to control your whole life. We're not perfect. We will make mistakes. We'll say things the wrong way. It doesn't mean we don't need to work on it. And I mean all of us. Our words are powerful. Go back to what Proverbs 18.21 says. Dead and life are in the power of the tongue. So communication is powerful. The selection of our words is powerful and the timing is important. For example, it is far more significant to say... I have a dream. The one day on the red hills of Georgia, slave owners and former slaves will one day sit around the table of brotherhood. It is more powerful than, you know, it is 
far more powerful than if I say, wouldn't it be cool if we can just all get along? Makes you saying the same thing, but the way you say it makes a big difference. I mean, the right words, in the right moment, in the right time, can shape people's thinking and shape their destinies. That's what those words did when they were said the first time. But people have been saying for, for a long time, hey, can we just all get along? And that hasn't changed anybody. So the right words at the right moment can shape people's thinking and shape their destinies. Think, think about, you know, that they have been species given in life, in history. That the right selection of words at the right moment have changed human history. Words have power. Behold the power of words. So when you are at home with your kids, believe me, whatever you tell your kids, it's powerful. However you talk to your kids, it's powerful. In this message this morning, I, I want to talk to us to learn from the book of Proverbs that a wise way to live life is being careful with our words. We are living in the midst of, uh, in the midst of a society Right now, where we are tearing each other apart with words. It's been going for like the last three, four years. It's been, it gets you, it gets worse. We're using our words to destroy us, destroy each other instead of building up each other. N not just in the politic realm, in, at home. At home. A lot of people couldn't put up with each other during the pandemic. You know how many divorces happened during the pandemic? People couldn't stand each other. And the way they would talk to each other. They were having a hard time. So, so I want to dive into the Proverbs and pull out of, some, out of Proverbs some truth about the power of words. That, that I think and pray we will, uh, that we'll speak right into our hearts and the way we're living right now. A wise, way to, a wise way to live life is being careful with our words. Can I just say, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know anybody right now that doesn't need to hear that statement. A wise way to live life is being careful with your words. Let me flip it a little bit. Instead of saying a wise way to live is being careful with your words. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it the other way. I'm going to say a foolish way to live is to be careless with what I say. It's a foolish way to live. Being careless with what I say, thinking that it doesn't affect anybody. You, you know, one of the things that it, 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 it really shocks me every time I hear is when I hear people saying, so, it's so easy to say, I hate this. Or um, a son or a daughter telling their parents, I hate you. When I was growing up, you would not use those words with your parents. Those are powerful words. The word hate. Oh, I hate this 
food. I hate this movie. I hate this. I hate that. I hate my brother. I hate my sister. And the word hate has become so normal. But it's so powerful. A lot of times we just don't realize that what we say is powerful. And with, with a privilege, we also get responsibility. A foolish way to live is to be careless about what you say. And, and, and that's what the Bible says. So let's learn from the book of Proverbs this morning that a wise way to live is being careful, is, is to live to be being careful with your words. So, so let me give you three aspects of being careful with our words. Three aspects. What we speak, how we speak, and when we speak. What we say, how we say it, and when we say it is important. Let's start with number one. What we speak matters. What we speak matters. What we say matters. It is important to say the right thing. I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but it is important that you try in your life to live a life where you tried as much as you can to say the right thing. What we speak matters. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23. The, the writer of Proverbs tells us that he who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. A lot of times we get in trouble for what we say, don't we? Have you ever met anybody who got in trouble for what he or she said? Woo! If you know yourself, you met somebody. But a lot of times we get in trouble for what we say because we don't guard our mouth. We don't guard our mouth before we talk. And so wouldn't you, wouldn't you wish you, you would shut your mouth sometimes? It's like, I should have just shut my mouth. Why did I have to say what I said? Why did I say what I said? We will, self, we, we will save ourselves so much trouble. That's what this, this proverb is saying. This proverb is saying basically, if you guard your mouth and your tongue, you, you will guard your soul from trouble. And a lot of times, people are, are, are going through a lot, of, a lot of worries, a lot of uh, stress because of, oh, I, I shouldn't say what I said. I don't know what the result of that is going to be. Well, you will eat the fruit of what you said. That's what proverb says. You will eat the fruit from the words of your mouth. And so it, it, it troubles your soul. So guards. He who guards. But this word guards, it means in the Hebrew, it means to watch over. Watch over what you said. What you say. Be careful to what you say. Be careful to preserve what you say. One aspect of, of speaking wisely is to carefully choose your words. What happens when we are not careful with what we say is important. Proverbs twelve eighteen says, There is one who speaks rashly. And I want you to pay attention to this verse because this is interesting. The way, what we can do with our words. There is one who speak, speaks rashly like the trust of a sore but the tongue of the wise brings healing 
So I want you to pay attention to this word rashly. Thoughtlessly. Without thinking. Flippantly. Without thinking. Without giving them much thought. There is one who speaks without much thinking. Thoughtlessly. It means to speak without thinking or to speak without being careful. And the writer of Proverbs tells us that when we speak rashly, when we are not careful with our words, we don't think about what we are saying. So when, when, when what comes out of our mind just comes out of our mouth, it's like a trust, trust of a sore. What does that mean? Trust of a sore. It, this is, in Hebrew, this is actually describing a person that is walking through a crowd. You know, it's like if I'm walking through this, through this hallway, and, and you, guys, you guys are close to me, and I'm going with the sword, and I'm just walking through you guys with the sword. The person who doesn't care about how, we, how he, he or she says things, or what he or she says... It's like a person who is walking through a crowd with the sword, just swinging the sword everywhere. It's a person who's going to be cutting people. What Proverbs is saying is, we got to be careful not to walk through the people, not to walk in, in people's life, and just hurting people with what we're saying, because we just feel like saying it, and nobody's going to tell me what to say. I say whatever I want, however I want. Talk to the hand. That's what people goes, right? That's a that's a popular saying nowadays. I talk to the hand. I can say whatever I want. I'm like, don't. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, you got to be careful. Otherwise, it's like walking with the sword through the crowd, swinging your sword. And as you're walking through, you're going to hurt people whether you like it or not. The unguard mouth. The unguarded word is a dangerous weapon that can wound anybody in your path. Have you ever hurt your kids because you just said what came out to you at that moment? Have you ever hurt your parents just because you wanted to express yourself? And that's a big saying nowadays, right? Well, it's been now for a few years. You just got to express yourself. No, it's okay. You can express yourself. Just do it with respect. But that's not the way most people do it today. The, the, if we are not careful with our words, we can hurt people and we can hurt other people. Words are powerful. You, you, you remember, I was reading in People's Magazine the other day. You remember Michelle Carter? Anybody remembers that name? Nobody remembers Michelle Carter's name? Text a boyfriend a thousand text messages before he's suicide you don't remember anymore it just happened five years ago on July 13 uh, seven years ago I guess July 13 2014 authorities found the, found the body of Conrad Roy in his pickup truck parked outside a Kmart in Massachusetts he had killed himself he committed suicide. Um, he put a, uh, he was uh, breathing carbon monoxide from a portable generator that he had placed inside his, his truck. He had struggled with depression. 
He was taking medication for depression. But Michelle Carter, who was only 17 years old at that time, uh, the, the week prior to his death, she was, uh, she was described as, as his girlfriend. And, and just the previous week, and, and during that same day that she kept on encouraging him with words, just do it, just do it, just do it. As a matter of fact, let, let, let me just read a couple of the texts that she sent him. In, in July, on July 12, 2014, she sent this text to her, to her boyfriend. You just need to do it, Conrad. The more you push it off, the more it will eat at you. You just need to do it. This is a girlfriend. Imagine if she would have been his enemy. The next text, just a minute later, she texts him again. And this is how powerful words are. You are ready. You are ready and prepared. All you have to do is turn the generator and you be free and happy. No more pushing it off. No more waiting. Do it. But a minute later, another minute later, on the same day, if you want it as bad as you say you do, it's time to do it today. So young men kill himself. She didn't want to take responsibility for her words. She got convicted 15 months in jail. Not enough, in my opinion. Other people might think different. It's okay. But when you encourage people to destroy themselves, when you use the most powerful weapon God has given you, it's it, with your mouth you can encourage people and build up people. When you're, with your mouth you can, you can edify other people's lives. You can edify your relationships. With your mouth you can edify your family. With your mouth you can edify a church. With your mouth you can destroy all what I just mentioned. Because what we speak matters. The writer of Proverbs gives examples of things we need to guard against saying hurtful things at the wrong time. Here is one of them. Have you ever, have you ever speak when you're mad? That is the worst time of speaking when you're mad. I don't always do it, but a lot of times I hold myself back because I know I can be mean. And I just, who and, and I have I I got I got people before saying, "Hey Oscar, why are you not talking?" I just want to think about what I'm gonna say because if I don't think about it, I'm gonna say something that's gonna hurt you. Somebody was trying to push me the other day, not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago. You know, you gotta go talk to this person. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that right now. I need to wait for the right time because if I go talk to this person right now, I am going to say things that might be true. But I'm not in the emotional condition to say it because I might say it the wrong way and I'm going to hurt that person as much as it can be true. But you can hurt a person if you don't say the right words. So when you're mad, it's the worst time to talk. It's better to calm down. As a matter of fact, it, 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 it has been proven that if you just wait a day or two, your anger has gone down and your way of thinking or the way you express yourself to that person changes completely. It's, it's proven. 
As a matter of fact, Proverbs 14, 17 says, A quick-tempered person does foolish things. Have you done foolish things when you're mad? Have you said foolish things when you're mad? Of course you do. Because we all have. Nobody's safe from that. In, in Proverbs 17, 28, it says, Even a fool, when he keeps silence... Is considered wise when he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. He is wise, he is prudent because I I choose to close my lips, I choose to close my mouth because I am I'm not okay. I will say something that is gonna hurt somebody. What we speak matters. most of the time it's better if we limit our words. A lot of times we don't we don't we don't even limit our words. It's better to limit our words. The more you talk, you, you, you know that, that the proverb says that the more you talk, the more of a chance you will say to say the wrong thing. And, and then you come and say, man, I talk too much. Why did I, why did I talk much? I, I should have just limited my words. Well, look at what Proverbs 10, 19 says. Proverbs 10, 19, it says, when, when there are many words, in case we talk too much, right? When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. When there are many words, when you talk too much, transgression is unavoidable. Sooner or later, you will say something you shouldn't say. But he who restrains his lips is wise. So number one, what we speak matters. But not just, how, when, not just what we say. Number two, how we say things, how we speak matters so I, I, I must try not just to say the right thing but I must also try to say the right thing the right way I need to say the right thing the right way that, that is also important to say it the way we say it uh, do you believe we can say the right thing in the wrong way do you believe that a lot of times, and we, we raise the flag of truth. I'm just speaking the truth. Well, you can speak the truth, but the Bible says, speak the truth how? In love. And, and we all fail. We all have failed. So we need to learn. We need to start practicing this more, starting with me. And, and, and we can say the, wrong, the, the right thing the wrong way. And, and I don't know if that has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me many times. Many times. Proverbs 15, verse 1, it says, A gentle answer turns away wrath. If you say things, even though you're saying the truth, but if you say it the right way, it might calm things down. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A lot of times what we do, have you ever heard the expression, you just made it worse? Because a lot of times we make it worse. Instead of giving a gentle answer, we give a harsh answer. And we just make things worse. And we might be right in what we say. But it's not how to say it. It's not the way we need to say it. So it's not what we say. It's how we say a lot of times that creates a problem. So we need to be careful with both what we say and how we say 
In verse 4 of the same Proverbs 15, in verse 4 it says, The sodding thong is a tree of life. A sodding thong is a tree of life. But a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. So with your same mouth, you can bring healing. And with the same mouth and words, you can crush somebody's spirit. I know of parents who crush their kids' spirits since, since they were little. And a lot of times kids grew up with that feeling. That they were not good enough. Because one of their parents told them, you're not good, you're good for nothing. I wish I would have never had you. Man, I heard people say those things. That is a hurtful thing. It crushes the spirit. You're so dumb. Why can you ever learn? And here we go. And after we heard those from our same parents, a lot of times we go and we repeat that to our kids. It's like, man, I'm, I sound just like my parents. And we just crush the spirit because we don't realize the power of our words. In verse 28, Proverbs says, The heart of the same chapter 15, The heart of the righteous waits its answers. In other words, the heights of the righteous person ponders, How am I going to answer? How am I going to say it? Before he says it, he is, he's thinking, How am I going to say it? I'm going to wait the words that I'm going to speak. But the mouth of the wicked just glushes evil the mouth of the weak it just doesn't care I'm just going to say how so if you don't think about what you're saying you're practicing more evil than righteousness here is what each one of these verses that I just read from chapter 15 have in common they speak to the attitude of my words not to the content of my words so the content of my word the content is important but the attitude in how I say things is also important and I'm not saying this to you because, you know, some of us have this problem. No, we all have it. Because at times we just forget. And we need to start practicing this more and more. I'm, I'm going to be real vulnerable with you for a moment. It's up to you what you do with that. But this is one of my weaknesses. Because a lot of times, I'm just running, running, running everywhere that I don't think a lot of times how I say things. So what I've been trying to practice more and more is before I write a text message, before I even write a text message to somebody that I'm not liking what they're telling me, or I'm not liking or I'm not in agreement, I usually run it by a friend of mine. If he's here in church, I usually go over there and see Tim and say, Hey Tim, read this. How would you read this if you read it? And Tim goes through it and goes, Eh, I would change 90% of it. I'm like, man, you're, you're killing me. But then I, 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 ask, I ask people that I can trust. How do you think I'm saying this? How do you think this sounds if somebody's just reading it? Or should I make a phone call? Because so, a lot of times, you, you know, one of our worst enemies in communicating... Is text messages. You know why? Because a lot of times you 
read the words, but you don't read the intention of the person. And when you don't read the intention of the person, you can read a text message that was sent with the best of intentions, and you can read it the wrong way, and you're like, oh man, this person is being mean to me. Has it ever happened to you? Or did it happen to me? Or if you're sending a text message, I don't know if it happens to you, but a lot of times I'm in the car, I don't want to text with my finger, right? I don't do that stuff, but I record my text message. Because my phone allows me to do that. But when I'm recording my text message, it changes the words. And sometimes I just go like, boop, send. I'm like, oh, I didn't check. Man, one time... I mean, I won't even tell you because it will, it will give you something bad to think about me. I was, that thing said things that I never said. And I was just like so worried that I had to call the person and say, you know, I'm glad you picked up the phone because that's not what I meant. It, this thing, I was dictating my text to this thing and it changed the things. And it made it sound really bad, really bad. But words are powerful. And like I said, I'm just being real with you. This is one of my biggest weaknesses. My, my, it's, it's how we say things. How we say things. I've been told that a lot of times what you said was right. But the way you said it. But don't we all do that? Don't we all do that? Do you talk to people at work, at church, the same way you talk to people at home? Seriously. Just think to yourself. Don't say it, please. We don't want any problems. Do you talk to people at work or at church the same way you talk to them at home? There's, there was this lady, the story of this lady, uh, this, it, it, it's this mom. She was getting ready to go to work on, 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 a, on a weekday. And as she was getting ready to go to work, she's in the kitchen with a cup of coffee. And as she turns around, boom, she bumps into one of her kids. Her kid's small. So she bumps into one of her kids, uh, spills a little bit of the coffee, not the whole thing, but just a little bit. And she begins yelling, look at you, watch where you are. Don't you see where you're walking? And it's early in the morning. This kid is just like, woo. Mom is crazy. How do you think that kid left to school that day? So encouraged, right? No. Crotch, spirit. Crotch in the spirit. Then that mom gets with her coffee and a bunch of papers and gets to work, gets into the elevator, and as she's looking at some of the papers she's carrying in her hands, and with the cup of coffee, she gets out of the elevator without looking at bumps into a stranger, Drops the papers, drops the full cup of coffee, and the guy goes, I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, that's no problem. I'll just, we'll just pick it up. You think that's not a true story? It is a true story. I have gone to visit people before. And as I go up the stairs in the apartments, I hear parents yelling at their kids. Man, ugly stuff. The kid comes to the door, looks through the, the, the thing. Mom is the pastor. 
they opened the door. Hi, Pastor. How you doing? How's your day today? And I just heard screaming and yelling. Have you done your homework? And stuff like that. And they completely change their attitude when they see the pastor. And then our kids see this kind of stuff. The way you talk to your wife. Is that the same way you talk to her when you were a boyfriend and girlfriend? And there's a story that's been told that when the wife used to get sick when she was the girlfriend. It's like, honey, don't worry about it. Don't get up. I'll go get you medicine. <laughs> oh, my little baby has cough. And then they're marrying. After 10 years, what happens? Man, you sound like a sick dog. Is that, you know, things change. Why does it have to change? Why do you use words that will destroy people many times and the way you say it? So you can say the right thing the wrong way, and we all have done it. And Paul speaks to this issue. Let's see if we can finish on time. Paul speaks to this issue. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. He says, let your conversation be always full of grace. Let your conversation be full of grace. If one, one of the things we do is our conversation a lot of times is not full of grace. We just want to express how we feel. Well, a lot of times you just got to listen to God. You can tell people how you feel in a loving way. Always full of grace, seasoned with salt. In other words, put some flavor in your words. Seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15, speak the truth, but speak it in love. How do you like people to tell you the truth? Because the same way you want people to talk to you, that's the same way you should talk to other people. Starting with the ones at home. Start leaving your Christianity at home, please. Please don't come over here and show me your Christianity because that's not real. Leave it at home. And when you come here, your family can say, That's really my dad. That's really my mom. That's really my wife, my husband. Those are, they're real. They're not being hypocrites. Start leaving your Christianity at home. I must ask God for the right words, what I say. I might ask God for the right heart, how I say it. What I have to say may be valuable, but it's often lost in translation if I don't say it with the right attitude. There's a third aspect and last. It's not just what we say and how we say it. It's when we say it. No, we need to talk now. Right now, I don't want to talk. Has anybody ever told you that? Or have, have you ever tell anybody? We need to talk now. We need to, we need to just deal with it. I don't want to talk right now. Because right now, my emotions are not the best let's talk later 
when, he, when we have come down and we can talk as civil people. When we can show respect to each other. No, but we, no, when we speak, it's important to. That's what the book of Proverbs tells us. I, I must say the right thing in the right way at the right time. Because you might say the right thing the right way at the wrong time. Proverbs speaks to this. And look at Proverbs chapter 15 verse 23. A man has joy in an apt answer. And how delightful is a timely word. How delightful is a timely word. The word timely is a word that means in Hebrew at a suitable suitable moment it's not just what we need to hear it's that we hear it at the right time have you ever heard somebody to has anybody ever encouraged you when you most needed it and they told you the words just at the time you needed to hear those words Proverbs 25, 11. This verse is one of my favorite verses about this subject. Because Proverbs 25, 11, it says, Like apples of gold. Look at how valuable it is to say things at the right moment. Like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Man, this is valuable. It's a word spoken in the right circumstances. It's valuable. Like apples of gold in setting of silver is the word spoken at the right moment. In Hebrew, that phrase, right circumstances, means the optimal moment. How great is to speak the words at the optimal moment. It is right on time. It's when it needs to be done. And it's important to know when to speak. It's possible to say the right thing in the right way, but the wrong, at the wrong time. So, so we are thinking about being careful with our words. We need to say the right thing. We need to guard. Remember that Proverbs. We need to guard our mouths. And say the right thing, the right way, at the right time. We need to make sure we are listening to the Holy Spirit. And the delivery of what we're speaking. So when we hear this, we are probably thinking, Man, maybe I shouldn't speak at all. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what Proverbs is saying either. Proverbs is not teaching us that we shouldn't talk at all. Proverbs is teaching us that we need to speak for sure, but we need to learn how to do it. When to do it. And what to do. What to say. We just need the right words, the right way, at the right time. We need to learn that. We need to teach ourselves. We need to train ourselves so we can live a wise life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish with this. If you have used the wrong words, the wrong way, at the wrong time, it's not hard to ask for forgiveness. There's nothing wrong with saying, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. How hard it is for human beings to ask for forgiveness? When you insulted your husband or your wife, how hard is it to say, I'm sorry? For a lot of people, it's hard. Our pride goes before us and leads us to destruction. 
But, but Proverbs says, if you have been snared with the words of your mouth, if you say something wrong at the wrong time, you've been snared with the words of your mouth. You have been caught with the words of your mouth. Do this then, my son, and deliver yourself from that. Ask for forgiveness. There's nothing wrong when you ask for forgiveness. It's never too late to learn. And so I just want you to take these last things at home. Take it, take it home so you can meditate in what we're, what we're talking about today. If you want to live a good life, I hope you all want to live a good life. If you want to live a good life, you must learn to control your words. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For whoever would love life and see good days, check that out. For whoever would love life and see good days, must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. You want to live a good life? You want to live good days? Watch how, what you say, how you say it, and when you say it. Your words reveal what's in your heart. So be careful with what you say. Well, nobody knows what's in my heart. No, we know. All we got to do is hear you out. When you talk, you're giving it away. Did you know that? If not, you'll know. Because Luke 6.45 says, The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. Check this. For his mouth speaks from that which, what fills his heart. Whatever is in your heart, that what, that's what comes out. So you need to be careful with what you say. Because we will know what's in your heart. Your family will know what's in your heart. And with the same mouth that we praise God, the same mouth we yell at our family, we yell at our kids. With the same mouth. That should not be, my brothers and sisters, James said. And let me tell you last. You will, I don't know if you knew this, but do you know that every single word, every single unnecessary word that you say every single day, do you know you will give an account to God for every unnecessary word? There are, there are words that we tell other people that, it, that was not necessary to say. Maybe you never heard that before. But I heard, I heard that before. That was not necessary. Why did you have to say that? And the Holy Spirit convicts you. But it's so hard to go ask for forgiveness, right? Well, watch. If you know this, hopefully this will help you to start training yourself in what you say, how you say, when you say it. Look at what Matthew says. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew 12, verse 36 and 37 says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless were they speak do we ever speak carelessly 
sure we do. We all do. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Proverbs 18.21 Memorize it. Dead and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's be wise, my brothers and sisters. Let's train ourselves. We all need it. What we say, how we say it, when we say it. Let's love the people at home. Let's show that love with our words. So that way we cannot act hypocritically when we go to work or church. Let's be real. Let's ask for forgiveness if we have offended others. And let's love one another just the way God has loved us. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much this morning. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the congregation. Thank you for anybody who's visiting with us today. Lord, help us to have words of blessing and not of curse. Help us to love with our speech and not to show hate. Help us, Lord, to give words of encouragement and not destruction. Help us to have words that will help others and not crush their spirit. And we ask you, Lord, to forgive us if we have failed in doing so. Lord, keep us accountable this week of how we use the power of our words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.